On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we're going to get into how stars across the league, they want to play for Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, the San Francisco 49ers, or I should say the 49ers, got a rule changed on Monday that had to do with the Eagles' NFC Championship win. All that and more on this Monday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers Monday through Friday. I'm Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. We are dead into the middle of the offseason, or I should say the dead zone of the offseason right now, May 22nd, training camp still a ways away. The Eagles, though, have been having voluntary OTAs, so definitely some work going on right now at the NovaCare Complex. And, Gino, it's been interesting to see a lot of, over the past few months, and we've come completely full circle, but this is the time of year where now a lot of players are doing podcasting and you know, they're chilling. There's really not much going on right now. So a lot of the stories aren't like serious news bits, but I think there's some interesting takeaways, at least from the Eagles perspective, Deandre Hopkins was on a show. I think it was Brandon Marshall's podcast this week. And he was talking about, of course, there's been trade rumors with Hopkins for months now because the Cardinals are rebuilding Kyler Murray's not going to be ready probably until halfway through the season. Hopkins wants to change the scenery. He wants to play for a star quarterback and a contender. And he was listing some of the guys he'd want to play for. And outside of like Patrick Mahomes, it was Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts was in that list that he talked about. And he wasn't the only guy that has said that over the last few months. I mean, B. John Robinson, when he was asked before the draft, who's the main player he'd want to play with in the NFL it's Jalen Hurts, and we've come full circle, man, because I did an entire podcast last March during free agency on how I didn't know if players wanted to come to Philly, and I thought Hurts was a big part of that. I don't know if they thought he could be a star. I thought maybe there was some Baltimore treatment where they were a run-heavy team that was successful, but they were going to have to rely on drafts and trades, and that's far from the case. Just a year later, elite receivers want to come play for this quarterback, and that's a damn good feeling when he's your guy. And it's not just elite receivers, Lou. I think we were both under that same train of thought. And even before that, with those end of Wentz's years in 2020 and post-2020, what happened in 2021, where you're still trying to figure out, is Jalen the guy? 2022 kind of solidified that for you. and But you were still having that conversation last year. And now you're saying after the A.J. Brown trade after seeing how these guys have responded to Jalen Hurts and ultimately seeing the product that he put on the football field, showing that he's one of the best of the best, it makes all the sense in the world. And when you look at who he is, he's a 24-year-old kid. He's not just a kid. He is a grown man who has one goal in mind, and that's to win. And people want to be around individuals like that, and they see his freak athleticism. They see his leadership ability. They see his rocket arm. Man, you look at what A.J. Brown got last year and Devontae Smith, two guys with a 1,000 yards, right. man, why not make it a third? What could happen if you do add another guy? And yeah, You never say never with Howie Roseman. You truly never know. But at the end of the day, Lou, 
it is an attractive place to be. And I believe the other one quarterback he said was Josh Allen. And yes. if you look at Buffalo, they have a young team and they're not going anywhere. And the talks of the Buffalo dynasty that never happened, I think that was completely overblown because when you look at football in and of itself, if you have an elite quarterback, your window truly never closes. So I exactly. would want to go play with those guys as well. I mean, talk about full circle, Lou. I didn't even ever want to talk about Josh Allen. Now I'm saying I would go catch passes well, from the guy. And that's the thing. It's It was a very valid argument last year to wonder if people wanted to play with the Eagles, if they mm -hmm. wanted to come in and be one of Jalen Hurts' wide receivers. And I think you see that with some mobile quarterbacks too. Sometimes their rushing production it does sacrifice the production of receivers, but with Jalen hurts last year, that wasn't the case at all. As you mentioned, Devante and AJ both have over a thousand yards, both have seven plus touchdowns. Smith has 95 catches. Brown had a little under 90 receptions. Dale Scotter was also equally as involved before he got hurt. And then after, so hurts did very well last year at not only balancing running versus passing, but also making sure that everybody was fed in the passing game. So why would you not want to play for a quarterback like that? And then, as you mentioned, the leadership and the likability of him and this entire mm -hmm. team off the field, it's just so huge to have that. And that's why quarterback is so important because it impacts your team in so many ways. It's not just the production they make up on the field and what they can elevate, but it's also off the field. It's when you have this kind of guy, it can recruit stars. Like, that's the thing with good teams that don't have star quarterbacks, like San Francisco, for instance. It's probably a little bit harder, even though they're consistently good. If you don't have this kind of player, it's harder to bring in, I think, star players and make yourself more attractive because it's more difficult to be consistently good when you don't have a quarterback. So, and we saw this the only other time I can really remember, at least in my lifetime, was 2017, right? Carson Wentz, the excitement about Wentz was very similar. And I remember when Alshon Jeffrey came in, he said, I want to play for this team because I think Carson Wentz is an MVP that can win us a Super Bowl. So that's kind of what you're getting right now with Hertz. Yeah. In recent memory, that's probably a, a very yeah. good comparison. I mean, because then even McNabb, I don't remember stars like saying, I can't wait to play with Donovan McNabb. The one star receiver he had, it didn't, it didn't go well at all. Well, his general manager never gave him a chance. They just that's a fair him point too, though, for sure. But yeah, these guys that are getting these weapons, these young quarterbacks, we talk about it being very dissimilar to the NBA when it comes to production on the field. That it's a true eleven on eleven game, but when it comes to the, I want to go play with player X. Like the the easy one is I want to go play with LeBron, right? Yeah, there's guys that are, have that LeBron type of treatment. When you bring up Patrick Mahomes. Yes, every receiver on planet Earth, every tight end, every pass catching running back would want to go Patrick, go play with Patrick Mahomes in the same vein that any player on planet Earth, especially in LeBron's prime, would want to go play with LeBron James, right? And mm -hmm. now you're looking at Jalen Hurts in that younger discussion, right? Maybe those Jamal Murray type of players, maybe that Jason Tatum type of role where you're going to continue to get players to come here because they believe in the most important position on the field, and that being quarterback. And at the same time, Lou, you can't discredit what Howie Roseman is doing because there has to be that cohesion that to get right. said players, you have to have somebody that's going to be in the market and willing to take swings. Well, yeah. you just happen to have the most, I would say, savage general manager at the moment that will go to bat with anybody in any given auction style bid. And look at what happens. He gets A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts' best friend, and he goes up and 
rolls the dice on Devontae Smith going up ahead of uh, the Giants there, and he's going to continue to take risks like that at any other position. So, hey, man, if there's somebody out there that wants to come play for a contender and wants to try and win a Super Bowl, in that same vein that you would talk about Buffalo and Kansas City and right now maybe the Chargers and Miami with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts is the only guy right now in the NFC that I would go to bat for. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if there's another guy that a star would say, I want to go play mm-hmm. for that quarterback. I mean, maybe Justin Fields totally eventually, agree. maybe Bryce Young, but there's nobody established like Jalen yeah, Let me Hurts. go play with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right. Or, <laughs> they mentioned Dak Prescott to Hopkins, and he quietly shook his head no. So that's interesting. Interesting for sure. And, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't the only reason that people want to play in Philadelphia right now. You mentioned mm-hmm. Howie Roseman. It's the entire team. We'll continue to get into that discussion coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. 3 nothing right now in both the conference finals. Denver 3-0 over LA and Miami 3-0 over Boston. I'm eating a lot of crow on Jimmy Butler. I've been doing that every single year. You can bet on it all right now at FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't uh, win. A lot of mine have not. So FanDuel's been coming in clutch. Great promotions every day. Safe and secure app. You get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook plus NFL futures. It's that time of year. Getting close to the summer. We know the schedule is out right now. Time to bet on the NFL. All sports you can bet on at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, the NFL, and the LockedOn Podcast Network. All right, Eagles fans, we are continuing on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Shout out to the everydayers for making us a part of your day. Your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. And, you know, just one calendar year later, the Eagles have become a much more attractive destination for not just free agents, but players that want to be traded like a DeAndre Hopkins. And again, for the Eagles, they are not going to be interested in Hopkins. I mean, they have Brown, mm-hmm. Smith, Goddard. I like the combo of Watkins and Zacchaeus. I can't imagine they're interested in Hopkins. It's more of just what Hopkins wanting to be in Philadelphia as one of those destinations. It's just, it's more of what it represents, what it means to have that Jalen hurts type of franchise quarterback, but also it's not just hurts. That's the reason players want to come to Philadelphia, man. I mean, when you look at it, having management in the success, the track record that Howie Roseman has and how he takes care of a lot of his players, sometimes to a, a little bit too far, right? Like he was a little too loyal to Jason Peters and Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. But if you're a player, I think that's actually a positive for Howie. And so when you look at Nick Sirianni and the culture that he's set and how he gives the power to the players and the cohesion right now in this locker room, the tight knit group of guys that are all friends. And, but at the same time, they have such a good work ethic. It's just such a, a really healthy environment right now that of course, most players would want to be a part of. I mean, why wouldn't you be? And it's by the way, an addicting diehard sports football city. It's a very, I think astute point to bring up on a day where the NFL where 24 owners in the national football league voted to allow teams to flex Thursday night games and a move that was very, we don't care about the players. We care about the money type of move. Yeah. What you're saying, Lou is 
it speaks volumes to what really is going to happen in Philadelphia, right? Where Jeffrey Lurie, of course, is going to have to make his money. But when it comes to the player acquisitions, it's Howie Roseman, man. And for Howie to have that little bit of a tender spot for those guys, it's it's to a fault, but it'll pay off so much longer in in the long run of things. And when you look at the Jason Peters of the world, that's why you get the Fletcher Coxes of the world. And that's why you have the Brandon Graham. So without those players, you're not going to have that type of environment. I mean, look at some places where, let's say Jacksonville, for example, right? Like these young players come up. No, they're out of Jacksonville before they can sign that second contract. And they never really have that player that's there for 10 plus years, unless it's Mercedes Lewis, of course, who's a saint for staying there as long as he did. But that's one of those things that Philadelphia will ultimately help with these players is that if you help them being Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman will help you being the players. And yes, there are moves that are business decision based like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, but nine times out of 10, Lou, your general manager, your organization has taken care of guys who have produced and continue to produce. So it's mm-hmm. not just paying a player to pay a player to have him on his books that when he retires, you're still going to pay him a paycheck. No, Jason Kelsey is still a big time center, maybe the best center in football. Fletcher Cox is still going to be an integral part to your defensive line rotation, as well as Brandon Graham. And Lane Johnson might be the best tackle in football, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon either. And that's going to lead the way for, hey, Jordan Davis, you're the next guy. Do you want to be that next Fletcher Cox? It sets a a stepping stone, a path, a a guideline for people to take, for players to take, right? It's it's like when you're in a job and a manager kind of wants to like mold you to bring you up to that next step. I mean, that's what it is. It's player led in this league. Those guys take care of each other because the owners don't take care of them, right? It's the general manager paying them, having the trust with their agent to give them their guaranteed money. Man, if you're ever going to say that Howie Roseman hasn't done justice to his players, look at that Elshon Jeffrey contract. He guaranteed right, that money it, when Elshon should have never more. got that. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And that's what I've always admired about the Eagles. Outside of the Chip Kelly years, this has really been, at least for my lifetime as an Eagles fan, this has been the way it, it was with Andy Reid mm-hmm. and then with Doug Peterson. There was a reason that, that all these former Eagles wanted to be back on the team after 2017, you know, 2018 and 2019. That was the case as well. And of course, 2020 was different. But before that with Doug, it was a very healthy culture in that way as well. And now it's the same with Nick Sirianni. And I, I always think back to when they won Super Bowl 52 and Lane Johnson did all these interviews and he was kind of going after the Patriots culture. And he said, I'd rather win one Super Bowl the way we did than win six the way that New England has because it's a fun culture. And of course, that mm. doesn't mean... They don't prepare. This team right now is maybe the most well-prepared team in all of the NFL. But, Gino, at the same time, it's a fun, as you mentioned, player-centric culture. And Nick Sirianni does such a good job at just letting these guys have their personality, right? And and But at the same time, they're going to hold themselves accountable. I was at the uh, – it was something even little, but it kind of showed this. I, I was at the Autism Challenge walking around South Philly, and Nick Sirianni was actually in front of me. And Nolan Smith, all the rookies, were responsible for handing out water and protein bars to – all of the participants and Nolan Smith, of course, is very popular. Everybody wants to take a picture with him. So Sirianni's got his baby in the stroller. He's walking by and he sees Nolan just taking pictures and he's supposed to be handing out water. And you just hear him scream out like, Hey, Nolan, get back to work. We need you like handing out water. And you hear Nolan scream like coach, I'm trying. And like, I don't know. It was just this small little thing, but you can just tell even like the rookies and that's a defensive player with an offensive minded head coach. 
you know, that doesn't happen. I don't think everywhere. So I think there is definitely something special brewing right now. And it's another reason I think this window is going to be a lot more sustainable. As much as I rag on the Buffalo Bills, there are some things that you truly can't explain about the city, right? And who wouldn't want to go play in Buffalo when the fans are as rabid as they are, when they're going to have your back no matter what, right? And you get to play with Josh It's better Allen. to play there in Kansas City and uh, Green Bay or mm-hmm. then like, I don't know. I mean, uh, Howie was on Jason Kelsey's podcast one time and he said he talked to a lot of former players who'd go to Los Angeles or even somewhere like Indianapolis and they'd be like, it's just not the same here. And you look at Miami, for example, right? And we we talk about like the last 10 years with the Dolphins. It's been a tough turnover for them. Now they're trying to, and finally have started to build that culture. But if you're looking at it, right? And you're saying from a football perspective, from a culture perspective, three years ago, Lou, if you're a free agent, you had the chance to go to Miami, which is a destination place, or go to Buffalo, which is basically gray 180 days of the year with limited sunshine. A football purist says, I go to Green Bay, says, I go to Buffalo. You go to these places that have that instilled culture of winning and love of football, right? I I just find it tough to support some of those teams that they don't sell out every game. Like as Eagles fans, it's like even when they're bad, they're going to sell out every freaking game and you're going to hear about it. And as much as they might rag on you, the second people stop caring and stop talking about you is the second you should be worried. So any of these cities where they treat this thing, like you're a part of their family, that Seriani thing is perfect, right? Like these just, guys, it's what treat it feels like, you like know, families, the, the family thing is the perfect word for mm-hmm. it. And I think th- again, Philadelphia has just done a really good job of having that be the case outside of, you know, 2013 to 2015, that's been the way it is. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that's a huge part of what Jeffrey Lurie is looking for in his coaches. A hundred percent, man. And, yeah. and Nick Sirianni learned a lot from what Doug Peterson brought to Philadelphia through Frank Wright. Well, and they all have ties. Exactly. So that's not a coincidence either. Because They're looking he, for this. They have a blueprint yes. clearly of what they want. Right. I mean, let's say, for example, Lou, in uh, six years from now, it happens that Frank Reich is a free agent head coach and right. Nick Sirianni gets let go. Do you think that the first interview they would have would be anybody other than Frank Reich? No, right. I think. Or I would be surprised if some called. young coach that's with Doug right now in Jacksonville ends up becoming exactly. a You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I totally think there's a blueprint. And Philadelphia right now is maybe, if not the most attractive place to play in the NFL, it is top three. For sure. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, and we're going to wrap it up by discussing the rule change that happened today, Gino, and it is the emergency third quarterback rule that the NFL designated. So now basically, so the rule before was you could have three quarterbacks dressed, but it counts towards your active roster, whereas now a team can have that extra spot designated to another position and you can have an emergency third quarterback, almost like a separate roster spot. And it's stems from the NFC championship. Of course, Brock Purdy gets knocked out by Hassan Riddick and then Josh Johnson gets knocked out by Sue. So the NFL saw a team in the NFC title, not have a quarterback to throw the football to. So they changed this rule. And from the NFL's perspective, I totally get it. Like if I'm the league, I don't want that situation to happen again. I would like there to be all options available for that third quarterback, but for the 49ers, this is such saints 2018 energy where they just whined and complained for three months 
to get this rule changed. And for them, it's like you could have had Nate Sudfeld dressed. You could have had your third quarterback. You could have had a backup tight end not go up against Hassan Riddick one-on-one, the best edge rusher, I think, in all football last year. So from the 49ers perspective, it's just so lame and pathetic to act like basically this was the reason you didn't get to the Super Bowl. And the rule change almost like for them justifies it even more, which is just so incredibly annoying. Again, I get it from the league's perspective, but it's just such a lame way for the rule to get passed. That's what you have to lead this discussion with, that it's things that this is why the rule got passed, right? But we would kind of be talking out of both sides of our mouth if we didn't say, as Eagles fans, we probably would have liked to have this rule when Carson Wentz got taken out of the game by Jadavian Clowney and Josh McCown was playing like a beer league softball guy with no hamstring. That they couldn't dress for Philly and San Fran. And... You have to look at it from a money perspective anytime the NFL does something right. And well, same with the Thursday night thing you mentioned earlier. Without a doubt. Why would you want Christian McCaffrey throwing the football? No. I, I totally agree. Like but it makes for so it, much sense. For it to be this is the icing on the cake. Why? Yeah. Well, it happened right. to the Eagles a couple of years ago, man. Like I would be so annoyed if they just kept pissing and moaning. Like, even if you beat Philadelphia, you still have to go beat Patrick Mahomes. That's the thing. I mean, he, you weren't going to have. Yeah, with who? Brock Josh Purdy. Johnson? Was yeah, exactly. You weren't going to have Brock Purdy anyway. You're going to be on your ninth quarterback of the Good season. point that nobody I've never seen bring up. It's like, even if you win that game, you're going to get blown out by Kansas City. I think it is going to be interesting, too, how teams build that third quarterback spot, right? Like yeah. you, you go into every game knowing that you're going to have him active, but do you keep four on the roster now because you can still sit one technically and you right. could have that third guy who will be part of the 53, but maybe you want to go deeper and have another guy there. Or what I think Philadelphia will do is have their three. That's what it's going to be. They'll count them on the 53, but that guy's never really going to see the light of day. I mean, right. worst comes to worst. If you have to throw either Ian Book or Tanner McKee out there. That's the worst case scenario. That's like if the Eagles were in that situation and Tanner McKee had to come into the game, that's on the Eagles for not preparing better but to also, be in that spot. Gino, also, they act like Nate Sudfeld was going to come in and save the day. If you're down point, to your bro. third quarterback, even Philadelphia, who has a history of having backups, literally win them championships and mm-hmm. win playoff games. Even Philadelphia, if they would have got down to Nate Sudfeld in that 2019 playoff game, or let's say in 2017, that had to be the case to play. Q- if you, I know San Fran didn't have a quarterback option at all, so they literally couldn't throw the football. But it's not like Aaron Rodgers was walking through that door. It's your QB three. Most teams, when they get to their backup, they're losing 90 percent of the time. Your third string, like, give me a break. It's just the this whole like Mount Pius 49ers just like this justification they think they have. It's just so embarrassing. It's such saints and Vikings energy. And they're right in that tier now with them. Honestly, they're more annoying than to me. Dallas is losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning, right? Yeah. And they're all it, circling the Eagles game. Like they're talking about that again. It's like, you guys, are I don't even losers. know when that game is to be honest with you. I know it's week 13, but I could care less when the date is because the Eagles have a lot more to do before that. It, just looking at this rule though, Lou, I, I think it's smart, especially because if you want to get to that 18 game schedule at some yes. point, 
you're many teams are probably going to come across this bridge where, Hey, we need a guy. The NFL doesn't want this to happen. And at the same time, Lou, I think it opens an opportunity with leagues like the XFL and USFL that, Hey, look at the XFL. The, the, the season just ended, right? The USFL yeah. will be up before the start of the season. Maybe guys can come in and win jobs. Maybe if you have a hole at that third quarterback spot, that's where you can kind of plug in a guy and hide them and not keep them on the practice squad where they're susceptible to waivers. So I think from a team building perspective, it's going to be very interesting. But well, I, it helps just, Philly. So again, that's, it does. That's fine. It absolutely does. I, I'm just it's sick just the of way hearing that team. Me too, man. The mid mid Francisco 49ers, man. Like the 40 winers. That's what I'm gonna be calling them all year. They they could have won a Super Bowl a couple years ago when they were there, but they didn't take care of business. But yeah, the Eagles lost and hey, they lost on their own accord. And hopefully this rule helps them and hopefully the Thursday night rule doesn't hurt them. I, I think the NFL is getting to a place where the rosters are going to have to expand, Lou. Like at some point, when are we going to be at, at a yeah, six-man roster? Yeah, you're adding extra Thursday night games and the season's longer. Yeah, and you're burying bye weeks now at the end of these schedules. For sure, I think you're going to have to expand it at some point. So that Thursday night rule, I don't love either. It's what? So now you can be flexed into two Thursday night games? Yeah, and it's kind of ridiculous. I think Thursday night should be removed in general. I just think it's bad football. Oh, oh I do too, and... At the same time, there's teams like Dallas that use the schedule to their advantage where they, they play on that Thursday night game on Thanksgiving, and then yeah. they're going to play the following Thursday night, and then they're going to play the next Sunday so they never really lose any rest at all. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sick of Thursdays as a whole. Thanksgiving should be the only Thursday game during the season I totally as agree. it matters. We could talk about Friday. Maybe eventually a Friday night game would be something that would probably be a discussion. But it should be Saturday or Sunday. The way that the players are looking at it, especially on turf, Lou, the recovery times are at minimum two to four days. Well, that's what George Kittle said on a podcast I was listening to like a month ago. He says, I don't feel right, at least close to right, until Wednesday, like at the end Mm -hmm. of Wednesday. So that just shows it's again, this is very good for TV and for the league itself when it comes to money. Um, but even for fans though, Gino, like if I buy tickets now to an Eagles Thursday night game and it gets flexed out, or like if I'm with right. another team and my game gets flexed out or it gets flexed in, my plans change. Like is the NFL covering those expenses? There's a lot to it. So I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of that rule change. The quarterback one, like you said, I agree with you. I like the actual change of the rule. I think it helps the Eagles and the entire NFL. I don't like the way that it happened, and it's Mm -hmm. because of San Francisco whining for the last three months. So, All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Monday through Friday. You can follow us on Twitter after the show too. Always talking birds at lockdown birds at DBLCLOE L O E and at GC 24 underscore football for Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening and let's go birds. Fly Eagles fly.